13 Elo, Yud Gimel Elo, Tzadik, his conversations, 581. I heard that once the Rebbe wrote a letter to his daughter Sarah, expressing great love and affection, and saying how he longed to have her at his table, so that he could delight himself with her each day and draw wisdom and heavenly fear from her words. You are like a myrtle in the wilderness that has no one to appreciate its beautiful scent. 582. A number of the Rebbe's followers were present when the Rebbe's daughter received this letter. One of them told me that after she opened it and read it, she broke down in tears before them, saying, I must now be on a very low level at the moment if my father is praising me so much to my face. For I heard him say he had told Rav that sometimes he praises a person in his presence when he sees that this person has fallen from his level and needs encouragement. 583. I also heard that the Rebbe said, My children, i.e. his daughters, have Ruach HaKodesh, which is close to prophecy, and I'm not talking about Sarah at all. On the subject of the Rebbe's offspring, many volumes would not be enough to record even a portion of their greatness saintliness, piety, purity, and deep humility, not to speak of the inner root of their holiness, which we cannot comprehend at all. If the world had been worthy of having one of the Rebbe's sons survive him and fill its place, it would have long since achieved its tikkun. Editor's Note I once heard Reb Nassim discuss this, and what he said would have made the hair of anyone listening stand on end. To explain what he said in writing, however, is impossible. 584. Someone told, told me that the Rebbe said that each of the aphorisms in his alphabet book has both a source from which he derived it and a reason. However, he said of one of the aphorisms in part B of the work, the source I know, but as yet I do not know the reason. Editor's Note this should help us understand the high terms in which the Rebbe spoke about the second section of the Aleph Bet book, saying that his main purpose was the reason, i.e. the inner perception behind each of the aphorisms brought there. As for the source of the aphorisms, it is possible to find sources for quite a number of the aphorisms, even in the second part of the work. And indeed, the Rebbe's followers have already found the sources in Torah literature for many of the Rebbe's statements. Rebbe Nachman's Wisdom, His Wisdom, 286 The Rebbe once said to me, Du schmutzt sich ja mit Menschen. Kerst die Zeit zu fragen, was? You do speak with people. You can ask them, what? He emphasized the word, what? Stressing it in a loud voice from the depths of his heart. What? It is fitting to ask the this question of people who do not think about their purpose in life. What? After all the arguments, confusions, and obstacles, the vain and foolish complaints and excuses, what? You say that you have reason to be far from God. What? What will become of you? What will you do in the end? What will you answer the one who sent you? What are you thinking? What are you on earth if not a stranger? What is your life, if not vanity and emptiness? Isaiah 37 A passing shadow, a scattered cloud. Psalms 144.4 You know this well, so what do you have to say? Place these words well on your heart, 
Bring them into the depths of your being. Do not ignore them. Turn them over and over. Avot 522. And you will save your soul. Jeremiah 21 9, 38 2, 39 18. 287. The Rebbe said, What does a person have to do in this world? All that is needed is to pray and study and pray. I heard many similar things, but they could not be recorded. The Alphabet Book Repentance B. 1. Like Yom Kippur, the day a person repents is beyond time and elevates all his days beyond time. 2. Repentance causes the spirit of Mashiach to blow against governmental decrees, nullifying them. 3. Repentance also brings an end to a great heat wave. 4. Getting the young to return to God is easier than getting the old. 5. Wherever possible, a person should use money as a means of coercing the wicked into repentance. 6. By returning to God in repentance, you will be able to earn a living easily. 7. The outstanding and sharp minds of the generation cause the fear of heaven to shine. This fear sparks the merit of ancestors, which in turn awakens the world to return to God. 8. God forms paths in the sea in order to suppress suppress our sins and bring forth our righteous deeds. Kitzur Likutei Moharan 2, Lesson number 59 1. There are people who act with alacrity and are rewarded for it, and there are other people who act with alacrity and lose out because of it. The explanation of this is that when a person who is righteous since his youth and who goes in the straight path all of his life is overly overly alacritous, he loses out because of it. For when such a person goes at, at a measured pace from mitzvah to mitzvah, he can thereby also perceive the holiness that is to be found among the mitzvot. But when he runs quickly to the mitzvah, then he passes and skips over the perception of this holiness. See this lesson in the Kutei Moharan for further explanation. On the other hand, a person who needs to repent must act with great alacrity to quickly run and flee for his life. For this person, it is forbidden to linger at all or to stop and settle himself. Instead, he must run and skip over all that he needs to skip over, and he must jump to holiness with great speed. Thus, a person like this is alacritous and is rewarded for it. Lesson number 60 1. When there are wars and bloodshed in the world, this causes drought, God forbid, as well as inflation, God forbid. 2. When a person teaches Torah in public and unworthy students hear him, this also causes drought. 3. Respect for the Torah brings rain. 4. When a person teaches Torah in public and unworthy students hear him, his punishment is that he is imprisoned. Lesson number 61. 1. The whole existence of time is a consequence of the smallness of our own knowledge, and the greater the intellect, the more time is diminished. This is comparable to when a person is dreaming, for at that time his intellect leaves him, and all that remains is his power of imagination. In this state, all the seventy years of a person's life can appear to pass by in what really amounts to a quarter of an hour. For in a dream, it seems to a person that very long spans of time are passing in what is actually a very short amount of time. Subsequently, though, 
when he awakens from his sleep and his intellect returns to him, he then sees with his intellect that all the time and years that elapsed in his dream were really only a short amount of time, and instead he sees seventy years to be seventy real years in terms of his own intellect. Similarly, the truth is that what we consider to be seventy years is also only a quarter of an hour or less to an intellect which is on a higher level, level than ours. It is only that we cannot understand this. Just as in a dream, if a person were to come up to us and tell us that all these years are really only a quarter of an hour, we would not believe him. So it is in our present state of consciousness. Similarly, there exists an intellect that is so high that time ceases to exist for it altogether. This is why Mashiach, who has endured all that he has since the day of the world's creation, and who has suffered all that he has, will in the very end have God say to him, I gave birth to you today. Psalms 2.7 All this is due to the absolutely tremendous level of Mashiach's intellect, which will be so great that all the time since the day of the world's creation will be absolutely nothing for him, and it will be as if he were just born today. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The Bitter Herb Once, a Jew and a German Gentile were traveling as hobos together. The Jew told the German to make believe that he was a Jew, since their language was similar, and the Jews would have pity on him. Since Passover was approaching, he taught him how to act when he is invited to a Seder. He told him that at every Seder, Kiddush is made, and the hands are washed. However, he forgot to tell him about the bitter herb. He was invited to a house, and being very hungry from all day, looked forward to the fine foods that had been described by the Jew. However, first they gave him a piece of celery dipped in salt water, and other things served at the Seder. They then began to recite the Haggadah, and he sat there longing for the meal. When the matzah was served, he was very happy. Reb Nussin's Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 219 All this is related to what I talked about on the night of Shabbat Haggadol, the Shabbat prior to Pesach. You will certainly hear about it from our comrades and will enjoy it. I am deriving all my vitality from this idea right now. It is similar to the teachings of the Rebbe on the verses, Love your neighbor as yourself, I am God, Lukute Moharan 1, 165, and For the sake of peace I have great bitterness and you desired, Lukute Moharan 1, 27, 7. But the words of the Torah are poor where they are and rich somewhere else. And when you discuss them at length, you feel to a greater extent the advice that flows from them. For God's sake, do not let them become old and hackneyed for you. Study them over and over, and let them be totally new for you every single day. Remember well that we are passing through this world, and it is full of barriers and impediments from the many enormous klipot that have a hold on it, because it is the world of asiyah, action. But it is all a passing shadow, a dissipating cloud, nothing more than a breeze. All our vitality and all our support comes from the true tzaddikim who did not look at this world at all. See Rabbi Nachman's stories number 13, The Seven Beggars, The First Day. The sound of joy and salvation is in the tents of the tzaddikim. The words of your father, cautioning you and urging you to always be happy particularly during this holy festival. May the one who performs miracles and wonders in every generation do miracles for us now as well, 
and rescue us from all our enemies and persecutors. Let us celebrate and rejoice over his salvation. Nussan of Breslov Warm greetings to all our comrades with a great eternal love, forever and ever. Great waters could not extinguish this love. Reb Nussan's Letters, Year 2, Letter Number 472 Ashrenu, Ashrenu, how fortunate we are. We can really say this thousands and tens of thousands of times, inasmuch as we merited to hear awesome words such as these. May we only merit to fulfill them and to have God open our hearts to His Torah and place love and fear of Him in our hearts. Thus, may we prevail over all the thoughts which confuse and distract us. May we never fall for any reason, and may we be truly knowledgeable in all the above, in accordance with God's will and the will of those who fear Him, who revealed all this and more. It is for this very reason, too, that I did not buy an etrog here now, namely, because it is still prior to Yom Kippur. Perhaps I will be worthy after Yom Kippur of a more beautiful etrog, as the Rebbe revealed, Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom number 87. Even though it appears that this letter will not reach you until after Yom Kippur, you should still pay close attention to these words. For the crucial thing is to draw these pathways of teshuva, i.e. this knowledge, into the whole year. Due to the honor of Shabbat, it is impossible to continue any longer. I already spoke on Rosh Hashanah about how the essence of this pathway of teshuva is enhanced by the holiness of Shabbat. This is particularly so now, as Shabbat Shuva, the Shabbat between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, is approaching. For the essence of the holiness of Shabbat is to attain teshuva amidst joy, because the essence of teshuva is joy, to rejoice in God wherever a person may be. Praise God, I have a great deal to say about this. But now, because of the honor of this Shabbat, it is impossible to continue. May God, in His compassion, seal us for good long lives and for peace. And may He truly bring us back to Him soon. The words of your Father waiting for salvation, Nassan of Breslov. Warm greetings to all our comrades with a great love. And greetings to my learned friend Rabyakov, may his light shine, and to all our comrades. All these words were meant for them as well, and they too ought to read this letter. Perhaps they will fortify themselves from now on, not to waste their lives, God forbid, and to begin again to attach themselves to me anew. For there is no refuge they can flee except to me. Then all of us together will flee and escape to our rock and our fortress, who in his great power will draw us close to God. The Rebbe's power to save all those who take shelter in him is extremely great and awesome indeed in this world and the next. They will do what they deem best. The words of the one awakening and encouraging them for their own true eternal good. Nasan the same. Shemot HaTzadikim, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon ben Hanania, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda Ish Kfar Ako, Rabbi Shimon ben Manasya, Rabbi Shimon, son of Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Shimon Ephrati, Rabbi Shimon ben Yosei ben Lakunya, Rabbi Shimon ben Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Shimon ben Kapara, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehud Zadak, there were two, Rabbi Shimon ben Zirud, Rav Shimon HaMachuzi, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, Rabbi Shimon bar Abba, Rabbi Shimon ben Yaakov, Rabbi Shimon ben Eliakum, Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi, 
Rabbi Shimon ben Hillel ben Pazi, Rabbi Shimon bar Levi, Rabbi Shimon ben Kisma, Rabbi Shimon ben Yasina, Rabbi Shimon bar Sana or bar Kana, Rabbi Shimon ben Avishalom, Rabbi Shimon ben Rav Zavid, Rav Shimon Nezira, Rabbi Shimon ben Shatach Amora, Rabbi Shimon Hashiloni, Rabbi Shimon bar Yono, Rabbi Shimon bar Yanai, Rabbi Shimon bar Yanyi, Rabbi Shimon bar Chia Chozao, Rabbi Shimon bar Chia, Rabbi Shimon Chasida, Shimon ben Avtolmos, Rabbi Shimon Ish Katrun, Shimon Kamatraya, Rabbi Shimon ben Tachlifa, Rabbi Shimon bar Rabbi Simon, Rabbi Shimon bar Narshea, Rabban Shimon ben Yehoshua, Rabbi Shimon di Tosefta, Rabbi Shimon di Yeni, Shimon Safra de Turbana, Rabbi Shimon bar Miyasha, Rabbi Shimon bar Aivo, Rabbi Shimon ben Zacharia, Rabbi Shimon Baluta bar Chanina, Rabbi Shimon bar Rabbi Elazar ben Parta, Rabbi Shimon bar Rabbi Ishmael, Shmaya Chaver of Talion, Rab Shemaya Mikalnevo, Rab Shemaya bar Zira, Rab Shemaya Bizman Ravina, Rab Shemaya, Rab Shemaya Chasida, Shemaya Achiv Achia, who were killed, Rab Shefatia, Shafifon ben Laish, Rabbi Shafir, Rav Sheravya, Rav Shesha bar Rava, Rav Shishna Bereda Rabbi Shmuel bar Avdumi, Rav Sheshet Mikartiza, Rav Sheshet, Rav Sheshet Bereda Rabbi Hoshua. Rib Nussin's Prayers 2, Prayer number 47, on Likutei Moharon 1, Prologue. Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai, a wakeful, holy angel descended from heaven, a holy light, an exalted light, a great light, a precious light. You promised the Jewish people that because of you they will never forget the Torah, for with this Zohar they will be redeemed from exile. Even in the midst of concealment within concealment, in the footsteps of the Mashiach at these end of days, Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai, you have promised that the Torah will not be forgotten from the mouths of our children. As the verse states, when I hide my face on that day, this song will speak before the Jews as a witness for it will not be forgotten from the mouths of their children. And now, days have come from which we derive no pleasure. Our exile has grown long, and our subjugation has been protracted, and every day we grow poorer, and our hands are feeble. The enemy's hand gains strength, and there is no savior to strengthen us. We are left like orphans without a father, with no one to stand up on our behalf. In the denouement of this bitter exile, the spark of Mashiach began to shine in the days of the godly Ari. May the memory of a tzaddik be for a blessing. And your nation, the house of Israel, yearn and languish profoundly for Hashem, may he be blessed. Everyone desires to fear your name with an urgent and wondrous yearning that has not existed since the earliest days. I have reached the end, and I am still with you. I have come to the end of all of the generations, and I continue to be with you. We continue to hold on to you, and we yearn to serve you with an outpouring of our soul. Nevertheless, our great distance from you in these times is also without measure, because we are sunken into the deep mire, without a place to stand. We have entered into the depths of the waters, and the flood waters have poured over us. Look! Your nation, the Jewish people, are deeply downtrodden. It is impossible to describe or recount the tremendous temptations of the evil one, who has enticed us so considerably 
and cast us down so tremendously. In my poverty, who am I to tell the troubles of the Jewish people? Only you, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, know the totality of the circumstances and situation of the Jewish people at this end of days. However, I have come to recount and cry out in regard to myself and my soul, in regard to my intense distance from Hashem, and in regard to my intense blemishes, my many sins and my profound iniquities. For these I weep, my eye, my eye sheds tears. I do not know how to restore the power of holiness to myself, or how to attain complete repentance. How will I begin to abandon my evil ways and despicable thoughts? How will I rectify such damage and blemishes? I have not known my soul. Where will I go? Where will I bear my intense humiliation? Where will I flee? Where will I hide from my shame and self-reproach? I tell the mountains, cover me, and the hills fall on me. Woe, what has become of me? Woe, what has happened to me? Therefore, I said, leave me alone. Let me cry bitterly. Perhaps he will have pity. Perhaps he will have compassion. Nothing can keep Hashem from saving even me at this time, because he has such power to rescue. As the verses state, you can do everything, no purpose can be withheld from you. And who tells you, what are you doing? Therefore, I have come like a pauper at the door, impoverished, gaunt, needy, plagued and tormented, so confused that I am driven mad, poor and pained, to cry out and call out before Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai's splendid holiness. My master, my master, my master, my father, my father, chariot of Israel and its horsemen, the light of the lamp of the Torah. Awake, why do you sleep? Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, how can you bear the sufferings of the Jewish people? Arise and awaken, together with all of the true tzaddikim, to look and see the bitter sufferings of our soul. You who dwell in the dust, awake and sing. Arise, you who sleep in the cave of Machpelah, to assist us. Tzaddikim, foundations of the world, arise to help us at this time of trouble. Have pity and mercy on the entire congregation of the children of Israel, including me, the sinner and blemished person filled with transgressions from head to foot. Tzaddikim, you know all of the hardship that has befallen us from the day of the exile from the Holy Land until now. All that has occurred to the Jewish people collectively and that has occurred to every individual. In particular, the tzaddikim know what I have undergone since the day that my soul and body were emanated, created, formed, and made, all that I have experienced in every incarnation. And in particular, the tzaddikim know what I have undergone in this body, everything that I have experienced from my beginning until this day, that which I remember and that which I have forgotten. Parchment made of the hides of all of the rams of Nevayot would not suffice to describe or relate the slightest fraction of the blemishes that I have incurred in a single day, blemishes that reach the levels that they reach in accordance with the level of the root of my soul. And how much more is this true of the blemishes that I have incurred all of the days that I have lived, from the day that it came into being until this day? Who can tell? Who can imagine? How can I speak? How can I complain? What will I say? How will I speak? And how can I justify myself? Master of the world, place me in the heart of this holy and awesome tzaddik, and in the hearts of all of the true tzaddikim, 
so that they will not hide their faces from me, but stand on my behalf as my upright advocates to consider my merit and seek and find my good points. May they advocate on my behalf so that you will compassionately bring me close to you and give me a new heart and a new spirit. May I truly be inspired from now on to truly return to you with all my heart. O oh, heavens, speak up on my behalf. O oh, masters of compassion and mercy, have mercy on me. All who sleep in the dust, plead on my behalf, for I am sunken in the deep mud, without any place to stand. <laughs> 